tuned in to Inside Lowell. Inside Lowell podcast brought to you in part by Washington Savings Bank, serving the greater Lowell community for over 130 years. Make the switch now to Washington Savings Bank. Unicare, offering a variety of plans for people insured under the GIC. At Unicare, your health is their top priority. Reverie 73, Lowell's number one cannabis shop. Elevate your cannabis experience at Reverie 73. Hafner's, heating and cooling homes and businesses for nearly a century. Become a part of the Hafner's family, it kicks. Boston North Company, offering a wide variety of business solutions to help restaurant and retail clients save money. Boston North. And by Mahoney Oil Company, providing warmth and protection to families in Greater Lowell and Southern New Hampshire since 1925. That's Mahoney Oil. And now, time for another Inside Lowell podcast. Inside Lowell. If Lowell is your home, this is your place. Hello again, and welcome to another Inside Lowell podcast. I am your host, Teddy Panos, coming to you from the Inside Lowell Studios here in beautiful, historic downtown Lowell. Got a couple of special guests. It's my pleasure to introduce you to because, you know, there's a lot of discussion in Lowell about economic development and the city's economic future and how do we make this place a hub for innovation and and business and development. And there's two folks in here who are playing a big role in that. And sadly, uh, you may not know an awful lot about them. So I want to introduce you to them and tell you a little bit about what they do and what they're doing on behalf of the Mill City. First, I just want to thank all of you for joining us here on Inside Lowell. As we like to say, if Lowell is your home, Inside Lowell is your place. And thank you as well to all of our sponsors for helping to make our podcast here today, all of our podcasts, and for that matter, all of Inside Lowell possible as well. We owe our uh, success and our existence to you. And with that, of course, we turn our uh, attention here to my guest this morning. Uh, you're going to watch them we'll go left to right here on your TV monitors or computer monitors, however you're watching us, or on your cell phone for that matter. Uh, Marianne Picard is joining us. She is the Executive Director for Innovation and New Ventures at UMass Lowell. Hello there, Hello, Marianne. Good morning. How are you? Good to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure as well. And on the right side of your monitor, Muli, I'm sorry, Moli Romani, President and CEO of Aviwell, also the Executive Chair of Horsepower, a board member of the Lowell Plan. Is there anything you don't do, <laughs> <laughs> Moli? No, I think uh, with a big family and growing, I do it all. Yes. Awesome. Well, great. <laughs> it, it's it's a pleasure for me to have you here to, to talk uh, to talk about really about Aviwell and. And uh, how that can serve as a model for what the university has been trying to accomplish for so many years. So let me start with you first, though, Marianne. Your role at the university, I, I gave the title Executive Director for Innovations and New Ventures. But what exactly do you do on a day-to-day -day basis and who are you working with? Um, so one of the, my one of my main responsibilities is the M2D2 incubator program and incubator accelerator. It originally stood for Massachusetts Medical Device Development Center, and over the years we've expanded to also include um, life sciences more broadly and also biotech innovations. Uh, we have um, we do have 46 companies in residence across three sites. Two are here in Lowell, and then we also have a lab facility on the campus of the UMass Medical School um, campus in Lowell. We're a joint program with that institution as well. So 
it makes for a really rich environment and we have the strength, we have the engineering business strengths in Lowell and we have the clinical expertise in Worcester to be able to help advance these early stage startups um, in their journey. So we're gonna be talking about uh, Aviwell and Moly's yes. startup here, but how many companies like this are, are you currently working with or have you worked with through the years? I'm sure so, somebody's keeping track, right? <laughs> yes, we've had uh, 26 successful graduates to date. We've worked with well over 100 companies now. We currently have 46 in residence, including Abbeywell, um, that, we're, that we're thrilled to work with. So 46? Currently in residence. At uh, at the innovation hub, there the across one across three sites. We have three. We have okay. three lab facilities. So across the three, there's forty six. All right, awesome. Startups, so. All right, yeah. uh, and and you, Molly. No disrespect to Marianne, but yeah. uh, you're you're kind of the guy that's really important to me here in this discussion. First of all, tell us a little bit about your background, so folks know who Molly Romani is. Certainly, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And uh, for the record, I think Marianne's very important to me. So I'll put that on. I'll put that on the list as one. Of of the 46 here in Lowell. Um, we're thrilled to be in her facility. But uh, brief background on me. Uh, I've got a kind of a weird background in that I was born in India, raised in the UK and in Canada, finally moved to the US, then moved ultimately to Andover, Massachusetts, not far away, uh, worked in Boston the entire time or Cambridge. And Finally, my wife said, we have to go to Lowell. They've got this great music fest. And I go, Lowell, what's Lowell? I don't do it. Of course, it's only 10 minutes down the road from me, down 133. I came here and I've fallen in love with the place. And so two companies that have started Horsepower Technologies and now Aviwell have very big presences. In the case of Horsepower, headquartered. In the case of Lowell, soon to be the headquarters here in uh, Lowell. So that's how I came here. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, engineering background, not a life science background, although I run a life science company right now, and honestly having the time of my life. So what was the music festival? Because I want to make sure we keep that going. <laughs> if, if, if there's a chance that somebody like you is going to decide to settle their business here, was it the Folk Fest? Uh, no, it was the uh, Summer Music Fest, the one uh, that's in um, a the Boarding House, boarding house, park, house yeah. park, exactly. What was the act you came to see? Oh, it was um, <laughs> it was Dixie Chicks was, uh, was the first one. And then um, I bought the entire Summer Pass and I got the Wallflowers and I got, I, I, I can't remember all of them. There were just so many. And it turned out funny funny story that my neighbor in andover was running the music fest i didn't even know it and then after that i had tickets to everything so i am a <laughs> lifelong member of uh, of the summer music fest that is awesome somewhere peter ostella is doing cartwheels <laughs> this podcast so uh Abbeywell, yes um started in france correct so how did you, how did it come here? Did it basically, did it follow you when you it, came to, An it's, to it's, Andover? It's or? a tremendous, tremendous story. So let me give you, let me give in the audience um, a little bit of an overview of what we're actually even trying to do in Well, And I'll do it relatively informally, but I'll let you ask some questions if need be. But basically in 2006, 2007, a seminal paper was written by a professor in France that demonstrated in germ-free mice that if you could affect their gut microbiome, the bacteria inside their gut, you could affect a lot of characteristics of the animal throughout, it in, throughout its entire life. Effectively, in the experiment that he did, he was able to address type 2 diabetes and able to address uh, muscle growth in the mouse 
over its entire life solely by intervening in the gut microbiome, meaning not genetic changes, not dietary changes, not environmental changes. And this research ultimately was a big factor in the probiotics revolution we're seeing right now. The fact that you might go to your CVS or your Walgreens and buy probiotics off is largely linked to this research that was done in 2006. The, the, the insight, however, was that in order to change these characteristics, weight, health, happiness, whatever the case is, any of these uh, criteria, you had to intervene early in life. And that was the key insight. And so what we did, what he did actually, is he ended up starting a company that would affect the changes in livestock animals that were much more impactful to the community. So where we are right now is we at Abbey Well think that we can go and address growth factors in chickens, in, in um, pigs, in cows to make healthier, better animals for food, for livestock consumption in the world. There's 8 billion people in the world that we have to feed and we have to do a much better job feeding them. So that, that's what Abbey Well did. Let me pause there for a second if there was a question. Okay, yeah, so it, it's in the, the fancy name for it is the agri-food yeah. industry? Or agri-tech sometimes agri-tech. we'll say. What we are said the opposite way is that we are a biotech startup that is looking at bacteria consortia, all natural, all, you know, not, not dangerous at all, no genetic modification, but natural bacteria that we can feed animals in order for them to grow better. So we're a biotech startup that bases all of our insight on artificial intelligence and machine learning, because it's those types of data sets that we need in order to identify these um, bacteria. Okay, I want to try to get a little bit more into it because you're starting to speak a language now that I don't, I definitely don't speak, (laughs) and I I wonder how many of the folks viewing this speak, but what attracted you to the Mill City? And it's a great story, but I doubt the Dixie Chicks would make you (laughs) make such a huge decision because we're talking, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, we're talking about multi-million dollar investments that have been made in your company. We're talking about a six and a half trillion dollar industry worldwide. So besides the Dixie Chicks and that great boarding house (laughs) park venue, why did you think, okay, I'm going to locate my company here in Lola. I'm going to set up corporate, your corporate offices are here. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, it's a fantastic question. And a big answer to that question is this person sitting immediately to my right, <laughs> right? Marianne's organization, Steve Tello's organization, okay. the university have been incredible partners in this activity as well, too. Um, I don't know how many of your viewers or listeners have had a chance to come and see the facilities at M2D2 that Marianne and her team have put together, but it is remarkable. It is fantastic. Um to do the type of things that we would be doing at a technical level, were we to do them in Boston, would cost us three, four times the price. San Francisco, probably the same kind of thing. Yet we have access to those resources right here in Lowell, thanks to the University of Massachusetts Lowell. doesn't hurt that I only have to drive 15 minutes to get here. I will say that <laughs> fully. But that is a big part. I'm not going to spend 45 minutes driving into Boston or Cambridge into labs that are equally good, but not not nearly as um, user-friendly and doesn't have the customer service that we get at M2D2 that we get up here. So the first part of the answer to your question is we have the facilities here. We take a lot of, um, we take advantage or we avail ourselves of the services is a better way to say it, such as the gene sequencing work that's done at UMass Lowell. We do a lot of the AI ML work here. They have freezers that they have made available to us. All of this makes Lowell a candidate 
for us to to be here. Now we have a big team in France. That's where the team is. A lot of our team is. We have labs there as well too. But we continue to expand here. So Lowell is first of all a candidate. Why does it win? Well, it's also the talent. In Lowell, you are about 35 minutes or 40 minutes, whatever it is, um, from Boston. And a lot of people, like myself, who grew up and cut my teeth in startups in Kendall Square and in that area, live in this area. And we're just tired of going down there. So we have the talent, we have the resources, and we have some pretty fine restaurants. So <laughs> all of that and the Dixie Chicks. All of that together, all of that together makes us uh, call Lowell home. So when you talk about the talent, how many employees do you currently employ at AviWell? And, and what kind of jobs are we talking about? And, and what kind of backgrounds do you need? Yeah. Or do people need to become a part of companies like yours? We're still a pretty small, you know, kind of, um, you know, uh, having shaven kind of rough and tumble <laughs> kind of company, third string quarterback kind of company. We're trying to figure it all out kind of thing. But we're about 18 people in AviWell. Um, I would say the bulk of our employees are um scientists and when i say scientists there are life scientists so people who are in microbiology and gene therapy mm -hmm. gene sequencing we have another set of scientists that are on the ai machine learning they're in bioinformatics and biostatistics reminds me of an old joke from the simpsons where they three astronauts go up into the spaceship and everyone thinks they're boring and the, the, the person says, well, we have three mathematicians. Uh, one is a mathematician, another's another kind of mathematician, <laughs> and another is a statistician. So I, I apologize if this is overly detailed, but we have biostatistics, bioinformatics, and we have microbiologists and genetic folks. And then we have the business folks as well too. So that's kind of the groups, the groupings that we have as a company. How, how important is the, the student force at the university? University and how how active are they? Do they get do they get to kind of learn along the way? And is their uh, their ability to to be a part of what you do an important part? Of well, it? let me defer a little bit to, to Marianne about the programs in terms of the internships. That yeah, we've... so there so all of our companies employ at least two of our students per year, and these are private employers. They've already started up a startup company, and there's a really strong uh, program run by the Mass Life Sciences Center that provides the funding for two startups per year. So they hire them like a regular employee, then every May they get reimbursed. So we were able to go to the departments and get the best and the brightest students. And they have turned out to be either part-time employees, full-time employees of these companies. So they have the experiential learning is there and then they actually have a real job opportunity um, that follows. So. So for you, Marianne, we, we've been hearing forever about the university's growth and how that is vital to the economic rebirth Absolutely. Of, of the city of Lowell. And I'm an impatient person, right? I'm Greek, sorry. I was raised that way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it fed very like, well over your Exactly. That's what you can tell by my, my stomach here. But, you know, we've been hearing this over the last 15 years. I know <laughs> Chancellor Meehan, when he, uh, now President Meehan, but when mm -hmm. he came, that he really started to focus on this. Um, the process seems slow, but then I hear about companies like Moly's and you tell me that you're currently working with 46 and there's mm -hmm. probably others that have gone through the pipeline. How close are we to having a wave of companies like Aviwell kind of burst onto the scene, not just here in Lowell, but like, you know, region-wide, nationwide, internationally like they have? How close are we to, to seeing that promise fulfilled? Well, I think you're seeing the wave now in terms of Aviwell and other companies as they advance. The resources at the university are so strong, as, um, as Molly mentioned, 
the sequencing and other um, resources at the core research facilities, it allows these companies to grow more quickly, to make an impact more quickly, and to stay enrolled. There's incentives to do that as well. So I think you're seeing the wave now. Um, are, are there any other out there that you can think of off the top of your head, like Abby, well, that we should all know about that I, I should be inviting in for future podcasts? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, there's there's RevBio um, is, has developed in um, an artificial bone glue um, that cures in water is its most unique quality they have grown by leaps and bounds you're gonna they have you'll hear them on the scene here very shortly mm -hmm. um there's a lot of press already there's um versatope therapeutics uh, developing a novel uh, universal vaccine candidate um so those are a couple that come immediately to mind but there's many many more um mm -hmm. that have made great strides and will continue to do so and, what can the university do? And I'm going to ask this of both of you. What can the university do? But also, what can the city of Lowell do uh, as, as an economic development component to make uh, to make it more to make it easier for companies like yours to 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 come here, to locate here, and to thrive here? Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> those are great questions. Um, I'm fortunate that I uh, we develop a bit of a friendship with. Um, the city manager, uh, Tom Golden, and even when before he was city manager, when he was a state rep, we had this conversation. And I think that especially in the role that he's right, he has right now, he's doing uh, he's pushing it forward. And the work that Danielle McFadden and the team is doing at the Chamber of Commerce are great, too. I th the very what does a business need to succeed here and to grow here? Right. Uh, they need capital. They need access to resources and they need an environment of public private partnership that allows them to grow, whether that's to get a building, whether that's to get a permit, et cetera, et cetera. And in our case, if we grow the way we expect to grow, we want to build a facility and we're going to need BSL too. That's all technical stuff that we know that we're going to have comfortable uh, conversations with. So that's what the city can do. And I think it's moving down the state, uh, the Commonwealth and uh, mass development have TIFs and TDI grants. And there's a lot of good things that are happening. And I think we're starting to see the fruition of it. Moving to the university, I think to pivot on the question you had asked before, uh, we are not technically a UML graduate. We're a UML spin-in, if you will. Like we, we use the resources here because we occupy here. But we call them blow-ins. <laughs> Your company is a blow-in to the area, just so you know. We're very affectionate towards people who aren't born and raised in I, uh, I'll stick with spin-in. <laughs> no, all kidding aside, um, there are a lot of great technologies at the university that haven't seen that ha don't that haven't been exposed to the ability to get capital. And so I, I did want to throw in a little plug for something that the university is hosting on December 4th at the iHub right at 110 Canal Street is an opportunity to look at six or seven new technologies that are coming out of a very powerful grant. They've gotten $10 million through a grant called the Heroes Grant. And we're going to see those technologies and we're trying to find entrepreneurs and individuals to be part of that to bring this forward. So both the university and it's especially under Chancellor Chen and the city under uh, town manager Golden, I think really are prioritizing economic development. And I couldn't be happier to be a small and I, part of that. And I just want to point out, I talked about you being a board member at the Lowell Plan, yeah. but before we turned the microphones and cameras on, we talked about the LEADS program. Yeah. You've put your money where your mouth is. You've, you've fully immersed yourself in the community yeah. and you are working with people like Danielle and others to to develop the next generation of you, yeah. basically, right? And it's, and it's all due to my wife who actually brought me to that concert the first time. <laughs> and I, 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 love, I love Lowell. You don't strike me like a dick 
sexy chicks for that. So, <laughs> thank you to thank you to the wife. Uh, Marianne, what uh, is there more that the university is is do, is planning on doing uh, to, or have you already kind of laid all the groundwork for being able to attract companies like Avuel and entrepreneurs oh, like? Well, Molly? we have certainly laid the groundwork, but there's always more work to do in terms of grow in terms of attracting large companies. Um, as you're aware of the East Campus expansion project, uh, to bring some really some larger partners who not only will want to work with the university to conduct research, but are also interested in innovation and can take mm -hmm. advantage of our programs to seek to seek new innovations. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Alison Lamy's program as yeah, well, um, which is very attractive to keeping startups in Lowell and uh, her and her team do a phenomenal job with that. So it, how would you describe the relationship currently with the city? I know that uh, Molly had some kind words for the city manager. Do you find oh, right, them yeah. doing this, the things necessary to be a partner and develop these you know, public-private partnerships that you hear so many entrepreneurs talk about? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're always happy to discuss other ways to do it, but, but what they're doing is very strong and they're great partners and um, yeah, really great to work with. So both of you, you said the word bio in some before you, you bio is a lead into some other term. You said it almost as much as the words and and the. <laughs> um, I, I keep hearing that bio technologies are the future of really not just the United States, but the world. Um, how close is Lowell to being at the fore of that? We talked again before we went on, Molly, about yeah. you know the Industrial Revolution and how Lowell was a leader. We talked about how we came oh so close yeah. in the 80s with Wang to being the you know Silicon Valley. Like how how vital is this bio term yeah. and all the different fields that spin off from it to positioning Lowell for a, a leadership position again in the future versus where well, we're just going to ride along and see what we can get to leave Cambridge or Boston or wherever. Well, yeah. Um, I, the university has many, has many strengths. Um, bio is certainly one of them. And there's really, there's very strong talent, uh, whether it be biotech, biomanufacturing, uh, biomedical engineering, all of those things are very strong at the university. It's really getting, um, getting the word out more because the talent exists is um, biomanufacturing. So it already exists here. The hub already exists. The talent is already here. Um, I think it's just really um, getting behind it and just letting the world know even more. Well, yeah, I, if I'm going to predict the future and it's always a dangerous thing to do, uh, the two fields that are going to dominate the next several decades are artificial intelligence and our ability to use uh, computers to solve problems that we just don't have the capacity to do otherwise. Call that artificial intelligence or machine learning or long, large language models. That's a huge part. The other part of it is bio-blank, and that's synthetic biology, which is biomanufacturing, that's mm -hmm. biomedical engineering, that's biotech, and the ability to bring the power of the former and apply it to do the problems in the latter is going to separate the, the and it, you know about a year ago i think it is president biden signed the biomanufacturing act um executive order xyz i can't remember the number and he's putting aside billions of dollars to ensure that we are building that in the united states and i'd love to see it here in Lowell because boston is you know a, a hub we're not that far away it would be one thing to build it in columbus ohio or no offense any city that, that that's out there but we have a real opportunity to make Lowell a center with the university with marianne's team so 
that said, uh, you're, you're grown, right? You got 9 million euros yeah. in seed money. Kind yeah. of ironic, seed money, given that you're, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. talking about agriculture yeah. and, and feeding and sustaining animals. You got this at a time when that kind of investment was really kind of disappearing, right, in Europe. Yeah. How, how, did you, how did you pull that off? Uh, a lot of meetings, <laughs> a lot of gumption, a lot of, uh, in all seriousness, uh, the, um, it's a difficult time to raise capital for lots of reasons. We're not immune to the economic forces around the world. But if you can show a value proposition and if you can demonstrate a team and you can show markets and some proof of concepts, then you should be able to do it. Nine million is a is the first step towards what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to work with um, the city and the Commonwealth and our investors to grow here in Lowell. We're going to need a lot more, but that's, um, that is the plan. Uh, we've been able to do it because you have something of value. Awesome. You took me to my final question because it sounds like with that kind of seed money coming in and kind of your vision for the future that you're going to grow, you're going to expand. Yeah. And the plans to do that here in Lowell and is Lowell set up? Well, does it have enough room for you to to expand? Does it have all the infrastructure you need to expand? The goal is to absolutely do it in Lowell. Let me answer that part of the question. I love this city and um, I just have fallen in love with it. I was explaining it to one time someone. How do you describe Lowell? You know, I said it's the we're like the the tough kid that you know didn't get all the breaks but somehow came out on top and you know and that that's what i love i love this town so we're, we'll we're be a town of mickey wards yeah 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 <laughs> so yes it'll absolutely be in low do do, do we awesome. have what we need that's a different question i think the growth in east campus i think the innovation district growth those are the things we need we need continued work with the city and the university which we're getting but that's the plan we, you, we're not going anywhere i'll be at a lot more music fests in the future i hope okay good so that's a lot of pressure on the city and the university is the university prepared for this i and, and how much does it help having uh, a chancellor now julie chen that all these fancy bio terms that we yeah. talked about this was really kind of her field right yeah absolutely yeah they're definitely prepared um the plans are great and uh just looking to attract even more um more innovation more industry partners yeah it's a great great plan great path Awesome. Love it. Marianne Picard, Executive Director for Innovation and New Ventures at UMass Lowell. Molly Romani, President, CEO of Aviwell. Huge Dixie Chicks fan. We've got to bring you back because we can talk about horsepower. We didn't even talk about we horsepower, <laughs> your other uh, your other venture. And then we can talk about all the other companies and startups. You've been with Fortune 500 companies and, and whatnot. So you got to come back, okay? I will definitely come back. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. both for being Thank here. You again. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. And please keep uh, let us know what we need to do to keep you in growth here in Lowell and to bring more folks like you in Lowell. I, I said to him before you arrived, if we get a hundred people like him in Lowell, we'd never have to worry about economic <laughs> development. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You again. Thank yeah. you to our guests. Thanks all of you as well for joining us here. I hope you learned a little something and I hope you kind of saw where we are in terms of that partnership between the university and the city and how it can make uh, our city of Lowell here all that we, uh, we want it to be and all that we think it can be. So thanks so much for joining us. Till next time, Everybody stay safe out there.